You are listening to the Indiana Deer News Podcast, your number one resource for anything and everything that has to do with the wild deer herd of Indiana. On this episode, we're going to talk about the equipment and harvest totals used to get to those figures as we look back on some of the numbers that are pouring in for the 2020 deer season. We're also going to touch on the Indiana Deer Survey that you need to do right now after you get done listening to this episode of the Indiana Deer News Podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's been a long time since I've been able to record a podcast. Um, I won't get into any of the issues as to why, but hopefully moving forward, the goal is to always bring forth at least one podcast a month. Um, No matter whether I'm moving or or life takes me different directions, uh, hopefully that is the goal, that is the thing. If I deliver more, that's great, but you can plan on from this point moving forward, I'm always going to try the first week of each month to, to bring forth a podcast to you. On today's episode, as you can tell, we're just going to go over briefly uh, little reflections on the harvest numbers and such, and I'm going to touch on some future guests that we're having on. I did reach out today. Um, I'd already reached out when he joined the staff, but Mariah, Mariah the new uh, deer biologist on staff, um, was willing to in the past. He wanted to get settled a little bit more, and deer season kind of got out of my hands and everything like that. So hopefully we will have him on in in the future moving forward. He's going to be a guest. I'm also in touch with uh, scheduling and coordinating some of the deer studying that's going on um, through various extension offices and such. We're going to try to bring on some staff members of that here to discuss and and talk about things. Interesting concept or uh, uh, thought process that a lot of deer hunters or land managers in Indiana have is related to timber and forestry. So going to get in touch with the forestry department, see if a uh, district forester is willing to sit down and just kind of talk timber, talk tree value, talk things like that. And uh, those are just a few of the ideas that are actually already got the snowball rolling on those and uh, moving forward. So on today's episode, we're going to kind of just reflect a little bit on the Indiana deer season. Now, this is going to be talking about the overview. This is going to be conveying to you a few numbers as far as harvest totals and things of that nature. We're not going to dig really deep into the weeds. Obviously, once the deer summary comes out and we can delve into, you know, how much uh, hunter time or hunter exertion and hours on stand for effort um, related to the harvest percentages and things of that nature, and we can kind of unpack that. I'd really like to sit down um, with, I know Joe previously um, would probably have been more than willing to hop on and help kind of guide us and unpack that. And if you want, go back to the episode where Joe's on and he talks about hunter effort. He talks about some of the the metrics and the uh, data that they need in order to ascertain a a much more defined direction and plan when it comes to managing deer. And right up front, guys, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, we're days after uh, Mariah and the staff there sent out the Indiana Deer Survey to, to all hunters. If, if they have an email on file for you, it came to you. Um, I've heard a few rumblings that some guys are saying they don't have it, and then they'll check their spam or they'll check their promotions folder if you're on uh, Gmail like me. Um, mine came to my direct one. I actually got a couple different options because Indiana Deer News Podcast uh, has an email as well, so that one got to it as well. But uh, make sure you're checking your email. Make sure you're taking part. It does take some time. It's 20 to 30 minutes probably. But, guys, if you have an opinion, 
or if you want to be able to, in my opinion, have the right to complain about the management of the deer in Indiana, you better darn well have done everything you can in order to let your voice be heard. And whether I agree with you or not doesn't matter. I want you to do this this survey. There are going to be possibly some questions that you have no clue how to answer, and that's fine. Be open, be honest, and be true. And uh, the more hunters, the thing about managing a deer herd is, or making any decisions based on data and and statistical analysis, you the more data you get, the more refined and better your response is. It strengthens your decisions. It's very tough, you know, to go off of only a few hundred surveys when you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of deer hunters. Are you really capturing the hunter effort levels? Are you really capturing what's going on in every single county or in areas when you may have an entire county that didn't even have a single hunter partake in it? And just a little side rant, but I guarantee you, every single county has tons of people that get online, type into their keyboards, express that they're frustrated or mad or think the Indiana DNR is out to get us or they hate us or all this stuff. They're keyboard warriors, but if you have an opinion, take it a step further and actually try to make a difference. There's numerous groups out there that are working together. The Indiana Sportsmen's Roundtable is made up of a bunch of different sportsmen's groups, uh, men and women and groups from trapping to, I think there's even, I mean, obviously there's some fishing on there. There's a lot of deer, but I mean, there are a ton of groups and organizations out there, guys. If you just choose to be active and actually make a difference, it's one thing to care about something. It's another thing to actually take action and do something about it. Um, There's a lot of people that say they're passionate, but then their actions don't speak, speak to it. So take the 20 to 30 minutes to answer that survey. Maybe in a future episode, we can actually work through it. And I'd really love to talk to Mariah, just kind of see like, you know, what was the basis or the thinking of every single question, maybe work through it and uh, go from there. But looking back on the Indiana uh, deer season, guys, we actually, so the harvest number ended out as of right now, when I pulled it off of the the site, it was 124,181. That beats the last four years. Uh, you have to go. You have to go all the way back to the 2015 season, um, into the beginning parts of 2016 to have a harvest total as a whole statewide that is higher than that. That season we eclipsed this season by roughly 500, just shy of 500 deer. Um, that year the harvest total was 124,668. So again, 124. What does that correlate to the last few years? Um, the year prior, we were at 114,882. The year prior to that, we were actually even lower at 111,252. 113,386 was the 17 season. 119,342 was the 16 season. And then the 124,668 in 2015. So what does that actually mean and say? Well, definitively, all that says is statewide, we harvested 124,181 deer. Hunter effort's going to play a big role in alluding to the fact is, is our deer herd stable? Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? In what pockets of the state is the population maybe hurting? What population localized deer herds in the state are increasing? What areas are drawing concern from uh, the staff and Mariah? 
that shows that a higher harvest needs to happen or a lower harvest needs to happen. The tweak, the up and the down flow that deer populations go through because there's a lot of different factors, you know, vehicle collisions. Last year was a great example of an un, an uncommon, a common but atypical year-to-year type of a thing in EHD when it hit in southern Indiana. It's something that hits every single year, but it really compounds and, and hammers certain years. We've all been around it. I think it was 2012 was the last really massive uh, outbreak, if I remember right. We've never really been touched by it a ton um, up here in the northern extremes of Indiana. However, I mean, I know of a few people that on a on the local river bottoms that run right along one of the properties I hunt, they found, I think, a dozen deer or so in just a stretch of maybe a mile one year. So it does hit every single year, but until hunter review or hunter surveys, post-harvest surveys and such start coming back and Mariah can really dig into that and start to analyze the data that's inputted, it's tough to say what that 124-181 represents. Um, You're going to hear guys out there and gals alike that they're going to use that number to state we're killing too many deer. And then you're going to have other people that state, well, it's increasing. You know, we we killed almost 10,000 more deer this year than last year. You can't kill what isn't there. So obviously the deer herd is doing well. And to be honest with you, depending where you're at, there's probably merit to both sides of that coin. I can't speak for personally outside of really the localized deer herds that I hunt in more or less one county. I can't even speak for the entire county, even though I hunt probably, I would argue, three to four different localized general deer herds in the county. I still can't speak for the whole county. So, But what I do find interesting, and it's always nice to go over it and just kind of look at it, let's look at the various equipments. I'm not going to filter this by gender of the deer. Um, We'll do that here in a little bit. But I just went through some filtering parameters with the equipment used to harvest the deer and it is astonishing to me so if you click on bow and arrow this is basically everything that is legal for archery season except for crossbows crossbows have their own filtering parameter that the the state site the harvest uh, page allows you to do so bow and arrow harvests actually were 15,819 this year and that actually was the lowest total over the last six years that are displayed on the site. I'd have to go back through. I try to export all of this data into an Excel spreadsheet. I have not done that for this last deer season, just haven't been able to, been too busy. That is something that I will do, and especially once I get the deer summary in my hands, we'll go over a few things as far as, like, you know, what's how many hunters harvest the majority of the deer, how many hunters harvest three or more deer, four or more deer, five or more deer. That's interesting to look at. But I find it kind of concerning and I am a huge bow hunter uh I'd rather have a bow in my hands than any other weapon it just nothing else excites me or gets me going my blood boiling than uh carrying a vertical bow out into the deer woods with me and it's it's a slowly dying approach to hunting it seems uh I think that has to do with just the learning curve it is the most challenging of all the all all the styles now I I think there's a there's a really good argument out there for primitive true muzzleloaders, um, no sights, you know, round ball. Especially I, I I know a buddy who he round ball pistol hunts deer, 
and you know he he limits his shots to like 20 yards and under and uh that hey i i will hear that argument 100% but I, obviously vertical bow as a whole is one of the more challenging um time consuming to become proficient it's not just a you know a load a bolt or load the gun and make sure it's sighted in and you're good um so in 2015 there was nearly 5,000 more deer. So like I said, this year we were just shy of 16,000. Last year was only about 70 deer more. But then, you know, 2018 it was over 16,000. 2017 it was over 17,000. 2016 it was four deer shy of 17,000. And then in 2015, before, and that was when a lot of uh, changes in what weaponry could be included, what equipment could be used, uh, 2015, there was 20 plus thousand deer harvested with vertical bow and arrow. Let's slide down to the next category, which is crossbows. So if you go back to 2015, like I said, was when some of the stuff started changing. Crossbows accounted for only 11,837. And if you remember right, that's almost 10,000 less than their counterpart legal equipment for the archery season. That was over 20,000 for vertical bow and arrows. That number actually went down just a tick in 2016 to 11,260, so pretty much the same. And then it steadily started climbing. In 2017, it was it was uh, 263 deer away from being 15,000. In 2018, we broke the 15,500 figure. In 19, it broke the 17,000 figure. Um, and let me look back. I, I believe 2019, 2018, the 2019 season when, when crossbows accounted for 17,136, they officially eclipsed the number of vertical bow harvest kills for the first time in the record of Indiana. Um, there were more people killing deer with crossbows than there were vertical bows. And uh, then this last year, 2020, there was 18,950 deer killed with, with crossbows. And again, to circle back, that is about 400 more deer than were, no, sorry, not 400, 3,000, it's 3,100 and some change. So about 3,100 more deer were killed this last year with crossbows than vertical bows. It's just astounding to see the pro prog progression of that. And uh, right, wrong, indifferent, believe it's a detriment, believe it's positive. Those are just the figures that, that I can share with you right now. Muzzleloader kills have pr harvests have probably been, had, had experienced the largest, you know, precipice fall back in 2015 muzzle loaders accounted for 24,746 harvests um, just shy of a quarter of a hundred thousand 2016 that number plummeted nearly 8,000 deer to 16,6 17 it dropped another 1,300 to 15,304 then it dropped another uh, thousand the next year and was just over 14,000 actually increased slightly in 19 to 14,700. This last year, uh, we, were, we were under 14,000 for the first time in a long time at 13,906. 
So muzzleloaders are definitely getting carried into the woods far less than what they were previously. I'm going to skip rifles and go to shotguns. Shotguns have experienced the largest drop. They've nearly dropped, in just six years, they've nearly dropped 30,000 deer a year in the number that they account for in the harvest totals. Back in 2015, shotguns accounted for 43,563 deer harvested. That number got cut down to 29,178 the year after that. And then in 2017 was the last time it eclipsed 20,000 deer. There are more deer being killed by uh, crossbows than there are shotguns. And that's, that's crazy. There's actually there was 15,819 deer killed with vertical bows, which is actually more than even shotguns now. That's just it, it, and it goes with the inclusion of rifles being allowed on private ground. That's for sure probably the largest uh, player in the game there. Interesting statistic as well. Handgun usages went down. I think obviously that has to do with handgun usage have never been very big. But as we all know, the caveat, you could technically use a high-powered rifle through a pistol or a, like a, a .30-06 round through a pistol in years past. And now those same people that were doing that legally under the old laws can now go to a long rifle. So that probably accounts for this a little bit. But again, we're talking very small numbers. The last six years, it's never eclipsed 1,000. The last four years, it's never eclipsed 500. Um, this year, only 412 deer were killed with a handgun. Um, 2015, that number was as high as 917. Let's go to, let's go back to rifles now. So long rifles in 2015 accounted for just 23,296 harvests. That number exploded the next year to 44,628. Then it rose to 45,600 and change. Then it rose another 2,000 in 2018 to 47,000 plus. Rose over 3,000 the next year to over 50,000 in 2019. And then this last year, we, we ended up just 369 deer shy of 60,000 deer. So about half, just shy of half the deer harvested in Indiana for the 2020 season was taken with a rifle. Um. Is that good? Is that bad? Uh, I'll leave that for you to decide and to share to to Mariah. Um, I've heard both sides of that coin. I've heard people say, you know, the inclusion of rifles makes the hunting population more lethal, which, again, is a double-edged sword as well. If people are more lethal, hopefully that means their recovery rate is higher, meaning there's less deer that go unfound because they're more lethal. But then I've also heard the other side of that, the blade, if you will, that it makes people or encourages people to think that they can take longer shots or shots that they shouldn't. So I think there's validity to both arguments of that. Um, I will say, for the most part, I think you have to remove from the discussion the idiots out there that will take bad shots or don't spend the time in trying to recover a deer, no matter what weapon they have. Um I don't care who you are out there. We can't lie. There are hunters in our ranks that that description fits to a T, and, and I wish they weren't part of our ranks, but they are. So that's what it is. Um, two final things to look at. Looking at 
archery equipment, bow and arrow plus crossbows combined. So it's really been kind of a consistent uh, amount of deer harvested, even though the shifting has occurred strongly to crossbows. The overall harvest of archery equipment has stayed somewhat consistent. And when it, from a statistical stance, when you're talking tens of thousands, uh, it's it's really close. So the average over the last six years is 31,944 deer. This last year, crossbows and bow and arrow combined harvested 34,769. So just over that uh, average by about 17, 1800 deer. In 2015, we were just over 32,000. 2016, we dropped to 28,200. 17, we rose back up just shy of 32,000. 18, we were just shy of 32,000. Those numbers, those two years, were less than 100 deer apart, pretty much. Uh, last 2019, we rose just a hair over uh, 20 deer over 33,000. And then this last year, like I said, 34,769 deer. So, the trends have been between that, you know, besides that one year in 2016 when we dropped below 28, that was kind of an outlier low. This last year was actually kind of an outlier high, but really the median is 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 indicating that the the dispersion or the or the range, if you will, is not very high, and and it's been a consistent trend. If we go over and we look at any firearm equipment, that would be handguns, muzzleloaders, rifles, and shotguns. The average over the last six years is 86,007 deer. Uh, this last year, we were at 89,412. So there's been a. So back in 15 and 16, we were over 90,000 deer accounted um, by firearm or muzzleloaders or, right, you know, handgun, muzzleloader, rifles, and shotguns. That equipment was over 91,000 deer. And then we kind of dropped down the next three years. In 17, we were shy of 82,000. In 18, we were shy of 80,000. And then in 19, we almost mirrored 17 within like 60 deer of each, or 120 deer of each other, basically, or something like that. 81, 862 is what I show for 19. And then we really jumped up this last year, you know, 7,000 plus deer more uh, to 89,412. And if I grab my calculator really quick, um, I'll share the, the, the number of deer harvested last year with firearm equipment, um, handgun, again, that's handgun, muzzleloader, rifles, and shotguns. That accounted for, just doing the math, 72% of the harvest. So 72% of the deer harvested in the state of Indiana this last year were taken during legal time frames for firearms or muzzleloaders to be used. Just interesting. Um, I'll have to look back historically to see if that kind of matches a trend. Um, everybody kind of always just anecdotally or, you know, off the cuff in forums that I'm a part of always throws out that 70 to 75% figure. So I'm assuming it must be somewhat right. I would say the inclusion of rifles may have bumped that up a little higher, but until I actually look at the data, I don't know. That's just pure speculation on my part. Um, again, in future episodes, we'll unpack this and dig in a little bit more. Um, perhaps I'll try to isolate a few counties that show interesting trends, either up, down, or really abnormal, um, really high, really low type of swings. 
if you listen back to the Joe Caudell episode, he actually touches on some of that, that there's been some counties that it's been really weird, the swing of things. So that's all I really had on this episode of the podcast. I wanted to inform you, touch on the harvest totals, reflect on that, and encourage you to fill out the surveys because if you're not willing to share your opinion to those that it can make a difference with, in my opinion, you just should hold, withhold your opinion, period. Um, posting on Facebook, sharing in the sporting goods store aisle is not going to make a difference. It's not impacting anybody. Um, please help us help Mariah and Joe, because he's still you know involved on the, on the edge of things, of course, but Mariah, for the most part now, help us help him. Um, you know, Hoosier hunters have to look out for ourselves because and help Mariah manage our statewide deer herd because if we don't, he he has no assistance. He's not going to get boots on the ground impact. Um, and yes, a lot of our opinions are anecdotal, but if enough anecdotal uh, evidence and data starts pointing towards a direction, it's something that cannot be denied. It cannot be refused. And it must be at, at minimum researched and investigated. And I know there's some of these uh, researches or uh, deer research programs going on right now. Really look forward to sitting down, learning more, and I'm sure you do as well, as to what exactly they're trying to capture, what they're trying to understand, and how it's going to impact uh, both public and private uh, deer herds in Indiana and deer managers and landowners and hunters across this great state of Indiana. So. That's all I got for this episode of the Indiana Deer News Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, guys, good luck out there, and God bless.